Hello and welcome to Bold Millennial, the podcast dedicated to help you with your finances, whether it be saving, investing, goals or money mindset, we've got you covered. So we hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Bold Millennial podcast. Today is episode four and we're thinking all about investing and the last episode, episode three, was investing part one, which was all about what is investing, why you need to invest and when you're ready to invest. So if you haven't already listened to that one, go back to episode three to check that out as this is investing part two of a a mini series. It's hardly a mini series because it's two episodes, but I will come back to investing at a later point. But today is all about how to invest. And I'll dabble a little bit at the end into my strategy and what I do with my investment. So to get started, this is all about passive investing. So into something called index funds, where if you're not sure what that is, I will come to that. So hold your horses. I'm not going to be talking today about individual stock picks. This isn't something that I do and therefore something that I wouldn't talk about because I don't have experience of how to pick individual stocks and how to go about doing that. So if that's what you're looking for, that's not going to be this episode. It's all about passive investing and index funds. So the best way that we can invest in the UK is in something called a stocks and shares ISA. And ISA stands for an individual savings account. And you might have heard of a cash ISA where your money is invested with a bank and it's you put the money in and you get usually quite a measly percentage back, especially now. A stocks and shares ISA is similar. It just is that your money that you're putting in is being invested into the stock market. Each person who has an ISA has a £20,000 individual allowance per financial year. So April to April, you can invest up to £20,000 into an ISA that is in your name or ISAs that are in your name. The great thing about an ISA is that it is a tax-free wrapper. So the money that you put into your ISA is completely tax-free. So any gains that you get that you take out of your ISA are tax-free. So, for example, if you were to invest £100, say, into a stocks and shares ISA, it became £120 and you then took that money out, you wouldn't be paying any tax on that £20 gain or any penny of that money. And the reason for that is that you invest in a stocks and shares ISA after you've paid tax. So you get your income where you've already paid tax and then you can invest into an ISA. So that's why we don't pay tax when we take it out of the ISA because we've already paid tax on it when we put it in. So once you've decided, yep, a stocks and shares ISA is what I want to open, you then have the decision of whether you want it to be something called a robo-advisor or a do-it-yourself, so a DIY. And that's when you would pick something called a brokerage, which is basically just a really fancy way of seeing an investment account. So a robo-advisor, an example of a robo-advisor would be companies such as Moneybox or Wealthify. And a robo-advisor basically works where they ask you a series of questions to get an idea of what you're investing for. So they might ask questions about how much you plan to open the account with, how much you're planning to deposit each month, how long you want to hold it for, 
Some even ask about whether you want it to be an ethical fund or not. So, for example, if it was an ethical fund, you would only be investing in companies that are being classed as being like ethically sound based on different categories. That's a great thing to research. If you want to invest ethically and you're not sure how, there's lots of ethical funds out there. So basically what a robo-advisor is doing is they're trying to get a, an idea of your risk tolerance. So how much of a risk are you looking to take? Is it a low risk, a medium risk or a high risk? And they decide that based on the answers that you give to those questions. Once you've answered those questions, they choose a fund for you. So you don't need to research a fund that you want to invest in. You just choose what company you want to go with, such as Moneybox or Wealthify, answer their questions, and then they'll tell you what fund they're going to put your money in. If you agree with that and you, you're like, yep, that sounds good, you can go ahead with kind of investing with them, putting your money in, depositing money each month. Or if you don't want that fund, you can go and look for a different fund elsewhere. A really important thing to keep in mind here is that a robo-advisor platform will have higher fees than a do-it-yourself platform because they're obviously doing more work for you. They're basically giving you a recommendation of what fund you should invest in based on what you've told them. If a robo-advisor doesn't sound like it's for you, the other option is a DIY, so a do-it-yourself. And a really big company that offer that is Vanguard. That might be a company that you've heard of. And the difference here is they don't ask you any questions. You just open your account with them and then you pick the fund. That means that you have to do a little bit more legwork to choose what fund you want to invest in. And when we're thinking about a fund, I'm talking about something called an index fund, which is a fund that tracks the market. So sometimes it's also called a tracker. For example, if you invest in the S&P 500 index fund through something like Vanguard, so through your platform, you are investing in the top 500 companies in America, so in the US, because the S&P 500 index fund tracks the S&P 500 market. Similar in the UK, we've got the FTSE 100 or the FTSE 250, and that works in the same way. So if you imagine kind of like a pie, if you invest £100 in an index fund, it might be that you have 4% Apple, 2% in Microsoft, 1% in something else. You know, So your £100 is split up into smaller chunks where you're investing small amounts in lots of different companies. The reason why you'll hear lots about index funds and lots of people recommending that you use them is because it's a really great way to diversify your portfolio. So with individual stock picks where you're just choosing to buy a share in Apple or a share in Microsoft or whatever it could be, for some reason they're the only two that I can think of right now. Um, when you're investing in just an individual stock, you're really kind of at high risk there. If you imagine buying stocks in Apple, something happens to the company or its reputation, and the stock price goes down, you're then losing a lot of value there. If you invest in something like an index fund, you're investing in lots and lots of companies, so it's less risky. Obviously, investing in the stock market always has a risk. There's always a risk there that you could lose money and the stock price goes down, but it's less risky if you invest as part of an index fund than individual stocks. So that's why lots of people kind of say index funds are a really good way to go. 
So those are your two options, really. Once you've decided, yep, stocks and shares ICE is where I want to put it. Do you want to go with a robo-advisor like Moneybox Wealthify or something where you do it yourself like Vanguard? The next step is then that you have to open that account. So it could be that the account is just an app that you have with your phone, or it could be that you kind of create a login on your laptop or on a computer. So that might also help you decide who you want to go with if you feel more secure, safer, that it's not an app and it's something that you log into on a laptop. That might help you decide which company you want to use as your brokerage that you want to have an investment account with. So yeah, there's lots to think about when you're trying to decide. And some other things to think about and be mindful of is, yep, diversified is the biggest one. Two is that you're investing for the long term. So investing should always be a long term strategy, because like I say, the market can go down and it will go down as well as up. And holding out for the long run means that you're less likely to lose money. The other thing to think about in terms of your risk tolerance is whether you want something like a bond or equities, so actually buying stocks. A bond is generally felt to be more safe, but the gains that you will make will be lower than if you buy equities. But equities are seen as being a little bit more risky. But again, if you're investing for the long term and you're able to ride out the waves, and the younger that you are, you know, your risk tolerance can be a bit higher in that you can invest more in equities than bonds. And as you get older and as you're planning to draw down from your investments, if that's, you know, if you're investing to retire early, for example, at the time that you want to start thinking about drawing down, you might want to change your strategy to be more bond heavy. But the key thing is, whatever you decide today, if you're opening an account, isn't forever you know you don't have to stick with the same plan forever you know I have had money in certain index funds and have moved out completely all my money out of one index fund and put it in another because you can do that once the money's in there yeah it's in there but you can also change your strategy decide you want to do something different and that's absolutely fine so that brings me on to so my strategy so I personally invest in Vanguard that's my brokerage my platform so I have a DIY platform. I currently invest primarily in their life strategy fund in 100% equities. Like I say, you know, I'm young, I'm planning on leaving that money in for the long term. So that feels safe for me to be able to do that. I previously had a lot of my money in the life strategy 80% fund. And the reason for that is that was my first my first investment, my first index fund I invested in. So I didn't feel 100% comfortable going with all equities, going all in. But as I've become more confident in my strategy and I've seen my investments grow, I decided to move it into the 100% equity fund. But I also have some other funds too. So I'm dabbling a little bit in ESG index funds, so those ethically sound funds. And also I have some money in the S&P 500. But there are also world index funds where you literally can invest in like 6,000, 7,000 different companies, which is like, you know, just the most diversified you would get really, where, yeah, you're investing in lots and lots of different companies, thousands and thousands of companies. And that's the way to do it too. Lots of people do that. And they, every month they just deposit money into the account and just leave it there, knowing that it's very diversified, 
So a lot safer than, like I say, your individual stock picks. Okay, so a bit of a shorter episode there, and I'm going to leave it there. There's lots of terms that I maybe have used that you might want to go and research further. But as I've said before, I'm not a financial advisor. Always do your own research. Stocks can go down and they will go down as well as up. So yeah, be mindful of that. And yeah, go for it. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. See you again next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bold Millennial, the podcast dedicated to helping you with your finances. Disclaimer, I am not a financial advisor. This podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. So please always do your own research and we hope to see you in the next one.